Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Um, hello, my name's Kendall Long. For breakfast today, I had I got like this new <laughs> loaf of bread that's like nut fruit bread. Ooh. And I was really excited Ooh. about it, but then they put oranges in it. Oh. Do you ever like hate when they put oranges inside uh, of bread? Oh. <laughs> you I've don't like oranges. I've never things. had or well, I mean, that's separate, but um Earth <laughs> Earth has an amazing fruit and nut bread that is my absolute favorite. Yeah. If we're going to like rate them, I feel like that's my favorite. What but do they put what kind of fruit do they put in? in yeah. Orange. It's I don't like orange and like, chocolate. It's strictly like an apple cranberry. I'm into that kind of thing. I've never I've never had. Yeah, that I love banana nut bread. Yeah, I love pumpkin blue, bread. Same, same, same. I like zucchini bread. All the breads. I I just don't like except orange bread. When people put orange in it. Wait, can this be our intro? That's hilarious. <laughs> Am I right though? Everyone's laughing. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> orange bread. Orange Yay, bread. Yay, because I honestly so forgot. I forgot an opener. Yeah. So it just it tastes like the bad side of Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When Christmas is wrapping yeah. up and like yeah. all the good food's gone, so you're like, I guess I'll eat this but orange. I don't know what about like orange flavored pastries like, make me think of Christmas. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. My uh my grandma was she had like Polish on her side and she always made these like really fruity cookies. I'm just not like a fruit like pastry person. I'm like a chocolate girl. Mm-hmm. But come on, Taryn. <laughs> You can't open that quietly. (laughs) She was trying to act all nonchalant. Everyone Hello and welcome everyone. to Unsolicited Advice, where you know we give you guys our <laughs> unsolicited advice, unsolicitedly, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> we're clearly professional today. Uh-huh. Um, we are so excited yeah, because today is another Dense to Done guest episode. I don't know. Do we Drum name roll. them? No, we never named Things. them. We it's just, just have a thing. A we try to once a month. Yeah. Um, so our guest is here. You guys have heard her voice. I'm curious if anyone, because you have a very unique voice. Do I really? Oh. Yeah, you do. I, I, I think so. Yeah. Oh, it's so interesting. I never even, th- I never thought about that. Yeah. Oh, you totally so. do. Ooh, yeah. And so I'm curious if anyone who like is a fan of you 
is listening right now and is like, wait a second. Like, I know that California accent anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) She's not. She's from California California accent. (laughs) I can't help but say, I feel like it's almost Valley Girl-esque. Yeah. It's it's more like like chill. I have like a very chill voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You do have a very chill voice. Everyone's like, well, who is it? Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you. (laughs) The anticipation is unreal. We are super pumped to welcome Kendall Long to our podcast. Welcome. Well, thank you for having me. I'll clap for myself. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, and we actually so we met you. Was it like a, a year, ago. two years ago? Yeah, I was thinking about that this morning. Um, it was I think three years ago at a oh, Biore iHeart I Radio event. Yeah, yeah I it was a Biore, right? It was Biore it was like a concert. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, yeah, some type of concert. So we went to the Biore at the hotel to get ready mm-hmm. for the iHeartRadio mm-hmm. yeah. concert. And I bonded with your sister because I spilled a beverage all over the prop table and then she dropped nail polish that shattered. Yes. So that we were like, like bonding. I was like, oh, yeah. I got you. Taryn went, then up. her sister went. And my we sister were just, just mortified. Like, oh, kindred spirits. Like, yeah. let's talk. It's so funny. One thing about my sister is that the one thing I uh, she's known for is painting her nails last minute. Like, oh, we're oh. about to leave out the door. She's like, I'm just going to paint my nails. I'm like, we're about to leave. Yeah. Like, you're painting. <laughs> my so mom always. does that. But I don't know why. Why? I'm like, it's that's, like last minute. See, for me, I feel like that's like a very long process. That's a very tedious thing I for me like to say. I feel like your purse, right. like open doors. Yeah. Like, yeah. It needs to if dry. you can't, hand, like I've done before where I've done it like driving somewhere because I could not stand the way my nails looked and it was freaking me out. So then I'm like at stoplights trying to, and then I'm yeah. like driving with my hands Well, I guess out. it is different because they have instant dry. Is it Sally Hansen has instant dry <laughs> nail polish? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that and being like, this is brilliant. Who came up with well, that? It's a road so, trip. Yeah. I totally get it. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But like, but like hands in the wheel like this. At an event. It's not the best idea to wait till the last second. No. Yeah, so you can't do anything about it when it messes up. So. Yeah, and nope. then it's smudged, and then, then you have to redo it. You gotta lick it. Yep. Ew. You try lick to. It? Do you, you know, lick like it? you lick and then try to. Anyways, okay. Just to clarify, we don't recommend licking the nail polish. That's a bad. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. You know. <laughs> um, but I feel like most people obviously would know you from Bachelor. Yes. I actually watched your season. Oh really? Um, and you saw I me don't watch all of them. Yes. Yeah. But no, I remember. I always was telling my friends, I'm like, I don't like this girl because you just seemed so genuine and I feel like that's not a common thing like I think you know you already go and you're like who's real they're just trying to put up a front but I just remember being like she seems so just like honest and like I am who I am so when we saw you at the event I I told Ashley I was like oh my gosh she was on Bachelor and like I really liked her like she was super cool I appreciate that yeah and so how was that whole like I mean I'm sure from before you got onto the show to now I'm sure it's been like a whirlwind. Oh, 180. Yeah. But I mean, I think one of the, I, and it's funny, I was just talking about this. One of the main things I took away was I compare pictures of myself before to now. Yeah. And uh-huh. because you're in like a house full of girls that are just on point, like I learned so much about how to do my hair, how really? to do my makeup, yeah. what to wear. Like I yeah, was yeah. very uninformed on yeah. all the things that are beauty until, yeah. <laughs> uh, until afterwards. And I was like, oh man, like I know how to curl my hair now. I didn't know how to curl my hair way. The the right way, too. I don't think I've ever thought about, like, that part of it. Because there is so much time, you know, where you're just at the house hanging out. And I know a lot of those girls are good friends of yours now, right? So 
I never thought about that. All the beauty yeah. tips. So that's like the shallow aesthetic about like how. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but from also what I've changed is like how I am in relationships. So yeah. I used to be like running away from commitment. I'd never had a relationship over like eight months to a year. Yeah. Um, and, and I think you just learn to not be afraid to seek that in okay. your future. Yeah. Or it's almost like not taboo to bring up on a date anymore. Um, so it's just kind of like a fearlessness to express what you are really after for your future. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome because it is like you have a limited amount of time with the guy and mm -hmm. it's like, okay, well, what's like really important? Like at the end of the yeah. day, if like I only get this time with you, like what are the things that are going to come out in conversation or that I really want to know about you? Stuff like that. So that's really cool. Yeah, I can expedite dates like that now. Yeah. Well, yeah. she's like, shoot. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's cool. And so what were you doing before? And then are you still doing the same thing or has that changed? It definitely changed. I was behind the camera. So I did, um, I was a creative director and a production okay. designer. So I would help make sets for shows. Oh, that's and cool. For, so yeah, television. So I loved that job. It was uh -huh. extremely stressful, like right, delegating so. and like planning everything. I'd be like a hermit whenever I got a new project. Yeah. Um, but I love being behind the camera, but now I'm just, I'm more so I'm in front of the camera, which is uh -huh. something I never really thought I would ever do. Yeah. Um, and I did a little bit of like creative directing after um, the show, but now I, I don't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It kind of is just cool. like it uproots your life and it's like, oh, you thought yeah, no this kidding. is what you like, <laughs> but your whole entire life is going to be. But now it's completely different. It's yeah. just kind you of, yeah. is what happened. No, that's <laughs> so crazy. Um, So one of the things you moved on to do is you have your own podcast. I yes, do. She does. Down to date. Yes. Which you were I on got, my podcast. Yes, it was so <laughs> Which we fun. talked about two episodes ago. I think it was like, yeah, Three I think it was two ago? episodes ago. A few ago. episodes ago. You might have heard um, Taryn's story. I actually texted her too. I like went on a first date the other day and I was like, girl, I need that wheel. Cause it was so, <laughs> yes. but that's like just what we were talking about. It's like this whole like, okay, like what are like the weird questions to ask? Well, I'll let you describe it. But if you guys have not checked it out yet, you totally should check it, check out her podcast down to date. On all the podcast places. Where all we the get podcasts. podcast places. Yeah. Yes. But tell us a little bit about like, how did you... Because um, I feel like that's one of our number one questions where people are like, well, why did you choose to do the topics that you do? So how did you come up with this concept? And tell us about an episode. Well, so my friend, um, one of my childhood friends, husband is a producer, husband is a producer. And so he actually came up with the idea and he brought it to my attention. Um, and I never really foresaw myself having a podcast, but I absolutely loved the idea and mm -hmm. just ran with it. And um, something that I've always done is just collect questions. Ever since I read this article, that was 36 questions that'll make you fall in love. Um, Interesting. And so I saw that article that. and I was like, I'm going to collect questions and I'm going to, you know, start asking people random questions. Yeah. Um, and so I guess like, it's really the podcast itself is um, a first date or a blind date between two strangers. And I'm the third wheel. Yeah. And um, I have like the jar of questions you never want to bring up on the first date. I have people like almost interview each other. Mm -hmm. um, and it's 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 been really really fun. Like, I feel like it almost brings out a different side of you than you normally would on a first date. Right. Yeah. Because it asks like the weird questions that you never really would think of asking someone. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like people yeah. normally hide that side of you. 
mm-hmm. during the first like one to two, yeah. maybe three dates, and then you start talking about like the more like serious stuff where it's like, no, if this is but it, yeah, a like deal breaker, you're, you're we should talk about, about it now, you know? Yeah, careers and oh, I grew up like this or this is my past relationship, but like on the one I did, we were battling. I it was Harry Potter. Oh. Who can summon trampolines yes. versus a zombie who could go underwater yeah, or something? Breathe underwater. Yes, breathe underwater. So, yeah. like, we're arguing about who would defeat who. And, like, that was something where it's like, it was so much fun. And also, mm-hmm. you get to see, like, okay, well, is he creative? Can he banter? Is it, like, fun? Like, you know, oh, there's can so he many, talk like, interwoven back? tests yeah. like, within yeah. the podcast for someone you can foresee a future with yeah Yeah. which is why i love it Um, oh totally i think how people answer the questions showcases a lot of like who they are what their core values are Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, um and it's yeah and i also feel like during the most vulnerable parts of the podcast when you ask about like a death or something that is not quote unquote fun to talk about like that's when i see the most connection that makes interesting i feel like that makes a lot of sense actually Yeah. yeah and so so like do you have when you're you meet them, you're watching them interact. Like how how far into it can you usually tell like, oh, there's kind of a connection or? Usually by the game time portion. Okay. I have an idea because first you, you know, kind of go through the surface level questions with um, story time and then you do the jar of questions you never want to ask on a first date. Um, And that jar is very revealing because you talk about sex, religion, politics, like a lot of things, you know, that you don't want to bring up on a first date, Uh, marriage or past relationships. So I almost feel like either people are very forgiving towards the person, like you could almost give people excuses to why, like, oh, no, I understand. Or you can choose to not really agree. And that shows a lot about attraction right. okay. initially. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. totally true. I would hope that throughout the entire podcast, maybe you surprise yourself with being interested in someone you're not necessarily mm-hmm. initially interested yeah. in. Um, but, yeah, it's been it's been interesting. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah well, like I said, definitely recommend listening to it. We got to get Ash on there. Oh, yeah. I feel like you would come on down. Would you have a hard time doing that? Um, no, I don't think so. I think you would do. Great. I think it's I think it's um, I think in my head is just fun. So that yeah. like brings me into like a, a question I've always had. So I'm not going to lie. I, I'm not I don't really watch the show, The Bachelor show. Um, the Bachelor show. <laughs> no worries. I never really watched it too much either. I'm before. just here to represent the like 10% of people in the nation <laughs> that don't watch it. <laughs> we need a representative. Yeah. Um, so going into it, I would just love, I would love to know like, were you actually searching for love or were you, was this just like, I'm free. Yeah. I've got nothing to do. Like, I'm cool not seeing anyone. Mm-hmm. I could meet cool people. Mm-hmm. Was that kind of more your mindset? I think if you go into it thinking, I'm going to find love, this is my person, you kind of, you end up kind of screwing yourself over in a sense because you put someone up on a on a pedestal and yeah. you, know, you haven't even met them. Do they necessarily deserve to be there? So yeah. I like yeah, going I like into that. it being open. Like I'm open to it. If yeah. this person happens to be someone that I really connect with, like amazing. And then, you know, we did really get along. So it ended yeah. up working out. But um yeah, I, I don't put people up on a pedestal unless they deserve to be there in oh, some way that. You yeah. know, to me. so Because I yeah. feel like if I did that, if I did your podcast or if I were to go on The Bachelor, mm-hmm. it w- I don't think I could go into it thinking like, this is it. Like, yeah. I'm going to oh, find no. him. Yeah, and- you're setting yourself up for I mean, for me, I was thinking, OK, so there's 30 other people. Yeah. Um, What are the chances? I mean, it'd be great if yeah. I did happen to find my husband and I ended up finding my boyfriend on Paradise, which I never thought was going to happen, yeah, or my right. ex-boyfriend now. But um, 
But I don't know. I, I think it's almost fun to kind of throw yourself into a position where you have no control over yeah. like how someone sets you up or someone that you're supposed to be set up with. Right. And it's kind of it's, if anything, it's you know, you don't you feel like there's less pressure. Yeah, I guess so. Did it feel like was it stressful the whole process or was it kind of like vacation and then it was stressful when like your things would come up, like your dates or activities? I mean, I don't really think it was stressful. I, I, I'm, I'm also a very chill person. Um, yeah. So <laughs> for me, you can throw me into anything. And my parents, I think they just might have raised me to just like be ready for anything and not to take anything yeah. too seriously. So um yeah, I just felt like I kind of just like took everything as it came and I never worried about not being myself because I was just myself. And yeah. I was like, if he doesn't like me, he doesn't like me. I don't want to be with someone who doesn't like me. Right. Love um, that. Yeah. And we ended up really liking each other. And so, I mean, it did kind of get a little stressful at the end when you're thinking, oh, wow, like this could potentially lead to an engagement. Like, yeah, yeah you know, and then you're that thinking does get serious <laughs> real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, oh, wow. I mean, it's, you know. It's definitely an expedited experience. And I think I did a lot of learning as I was going. Yeah. yeah. So I, mean, I enjoyed that. And I think it helped me be a better girlfriend. Yeah. No, totally. That's I have so another cool. question. Oh. <laughs> like, this one's just, just like, learning over here. Yeah, this is amazing because I always try to talk to her about stuff and she's always like, eh. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, you are curious. Interesting. Oh. I have watched, I think, like a, a, maybe, maybe three. And I think mm-hmm. two of them were Paradise and one was another one. Um, a friend of mine would have bachelor nights every, every once in a while and I went to Those a couple. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, so like I know I know it is produced and I know it is like, you know, supposed to be very real, but it looks like a lot of the girls hate each other. Would you say that's true? Like there's a lot of drama with like, um, maybe like there's one specific person who's everyone kind of dislikes. It does depend. I wouldn't say it's really heavily produced. It's more so if there is drama, people just take a step back and like let it happen. Yeah. You know, instead of intervening, intervening and stopping it. Got it. Um, they can just kind of let it roll. Yeah, because if you put a bunch of people together in a crazy situation, yeah. like there's going to be clashing personalities. Like yeah. that's, yeah. you know, that goes with casting. Yeah. Um, but what was the question? It was... Um, was there any like real... Oh, the mean girl situation? Yeah, like did you get along with all the girls? Because Honestly, I feel like I've, yeah. I saw a few where I was like, ooh, they might not like, well, like each other. Well, this past season was extremely... There was a lot of woman on woman like hate which I did not like to see yeah Um, yeah. but on our season all the women were really supportive of each other that's cool so it's it's interesting um I think it just depends on on the group on the group and then where things trend yeah within a group um and I don't know I always I hate seeing women destroying each other solely for the purpose of trying to quote unquote win and I think some people actually get caught up in that yeah, yeah and competitive. this past season I was incredibly disappointed with how certain things were handled yeah but um I so many times like I wish I was there just to yeah, yeah like say look you don't have to like bring other people down and grab a girl by the hair and like you know like hurt her in order yeah. to like showcase the best version of yourself yeah yeah it's which just is a waste you of time. showcasing the worst version of yourself exactly yeah. it just shows incredible insecurity and um I think it takes like a strong woman to empower women around her. Like yeah. the way I went into it was I want him to see the best version of every single woman here and there then he can make a decision on who his future wife is going to be. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to try to demolish everyone else in my path so I'm the only, only one that looks like sparkly clean. Like that's not my No, and that's goal. not real. It's not like you said that's not genuine and yes. and you want someone to want to be with you in spite like 
because he thinks you're the best, not because you like manipulated a situation to showcase yeah. like someone else's like weakness. Wouldn't or it cheapen the victory? Yeah, totally. Right? It's yeah. like, oh man, I met the love of my life, but I talk crap about everybody on the yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, and like, there's no choice but to make me look good. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It just yeah, it rubs me the wrong way. But yeah, I feel like it would anyone. Yeah. And I always say to you, like, I feel like, you know, even because so I edit her and her sister's vlogs a lot on the side and and it's like people are always like oh they're just so like their lives are so crazy and they're always so happy and and I'm like yeah but that's that's footage spread out of like an entire day that's crammed into like 10 minutes so yeah. like you're not going to mm-hmm. put in the pauses or they're not necessarily filming just like yeah. laying on the couch you know what I mean so it's like yeah, there's like all this stuff, but there's also a lot of interactions that you don't see, like so learning how to curl your hair. Like, you know what I yes. mean? Like that's that's a cool just like girls like hanging out and like teaching each other things and whatever. So mm-hmm. it's it's like you have to see it as it is a show. So they're gonna edit it and show the parts that are the most interesting, but I'm yeah. sure there's a lot to it that you're like, I wish you would have shown a little more of this or showcased yeah. a little bit of this. Well the too. show is like honestly, the filming process of The Bachelor and Bachelorette is like three months. Yeah. From start to finish, or two Jeez. months. So, and they incredibly film incredibly long from day to night, every day. That's crazy. Oh, I think there's maybe gosh. like th- three or four dark days when traveling, when you you know go to different. God, um, to be that editor to sit down with all. Yeah, <laughs> but there's a lot of footage. I mean, yeah, you know, and there's a lot of personalities, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of. I mean, I had. I mean, I mean, even if you look at the bloopers, I'm like, there's so many other things they could have added to the bloopers because yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, just yeah. so many ridiculous stuff that things that, that happen. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely like the little highlight reel. Yeah, it's incredible. So is it something you want to go back on in the future? I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure. It's one of those things where um, I loved being a part of it and I still love being a part of like the Bachelor world Mm -hmm. and it did a lot for me in teaching me how to be, um, I guess more like find strength and vulnerability and be more transparent when trying to find love. Um, So I would never, I, I always say never say no, but... I'm also focusing a lot of other stuff in my life too, so I'm not trying to. I don't know. Yeah, we'll she see what the universe all. has in hold. She does has do hold. it all. Has <laughs> in hold. We'll see what the universe ha- has for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't <laughs> talk today. It, no, we it never. We literally never can talk. So um, you brought it up, but you did just recently go through a breakup, and I don't want to get into that because that's your life. But I do like. I'm curious about. You know, I think as people in social media, like people feel like they own part of you. Like your relationship is their relationship and what you say and do, they have a right to have an opinion on. And so I would just love for you to just speak on like what that was like going through a public breakup Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of us need to remember that like it's their people and what we do. And even though it's like you think like you're so anonymous by like, oh, I'm just going to put this comment because I'm trying to be funny or it's an outlet for me. I think it's important for us to remember like they are people and it does affect them. So as comfortable as you are, what you are willing to share of just that process, because I'm sure your other breakups, it's like. Well, I mean, the weird thing is you almost feel like you have to explain yourself. So I laugh because Joe and I went through the breakup and we handled it ourselves before even going public. I and love that. We found like closure within each other. And then you almost have to break up with your fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you ha- and they yeah. have to go through their mourning process. So I, I, I sometimes it seems like I could be so lighthearted about it, but it's like I've been through that. I, I've yeah. cried. We Went, went through the hard thing, hard times together. And so everyone has to just kind of catch up to where we are. Yeah. And so it's interesting to have everybody's, um, just everybody's take or everyone's opinion 
yeah. on how you should have handled mm. like the love of your life yeah. or how you should have handled like your breakup and and then all these theories about like how it happened or you know it's just it's pretty remarkable to see what people come up with oh yeah. my gosh I didn't yeah. think about that a, yeah everyone's like oh yeah what I don't know I don't want to get into it but it's funny it's interesting I mean you you can't I by now I have such a tough skin with it because I think the worst of the social media onslaught that I got was during paradise like when Joe and I had broken up the first time mm -hmm. um and so this time around um it didn't it wasn't as harsh oh, okay but um and I was expecting it to be a lot worse yeah but it but it really wasn't um, but then you have people who are really encouraging and say positive yeah. things and they lift yeah. you up. So um, I don't know. It's I, I don't I understand like people go through the mourning process differently. And I think people are so invested in your relationship mm -hmm. and you, you have to have respect for people who just care so much. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And like just understanding that like the fans are so involved in this like they watched you from the beginning to end. It's yeah. crazy. There's so many YouTubers now who whose relationships have begun on youtube and then like they had to end it with a breakup video and yeah, like, like explain where they what sit happened and have to explain why and it is mm -hmm. so it's so interesting like david and liza's was one of the first ones that like literally made me cry because yeah. <laughs> yeah. i just loved how they related to each other mm -hmm. on camera um and that's not even like on like a on, t on tv for like the whole world like that's yeah. just that was just their f like fans watching mm -hmm. um but i couldn't imagine if I was that invested in like just like YouTubers relationships versus yeah. just like this whole watching this entire process of you guys coming together. So I yeah. could understand like that would be difficult. But you showcase yourself and you put yourself out there and you are yeah. so vulnerable. And so, yeah. yeah, it's 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 interesting when people see that vulnerability and then have an opinion about it. It's it's something you have to get used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. no, yeah. I, I remember like my big breakup that I had. It was like. There were so many reasons behind what it was, but I had my like one to two sentences that I would tell people because I was like, I don't want to talk crap on him. Like, mm -hmm. I don't really want everyone to know what our issues were anyway. So it was, but that was easy for me to just the people in my life, like say my quick thing. But yeah, to have people coming up with theories and all that stuff, I think it is just a reminder that like we need to be nice. And mm -hmm. we talk about this all the time because we have, you know, just like bullying or online things or just girls being mean to girls like it's just such a like I don't know like what we have to do to just get people to be nice like it seems like such a simple thing but it really is it's a lot not. more complicated well, even, it's not anymore I think in some sense because of, like the advent of like online platforms we've almost like evolved to be like these um online like robots mm -hmm. and I, I kind of compare it to and it sounds weird but I compare it to people in cars like you are like a transformer and you have like this big powerful thing that isn't you but it adds on to who you are yeah and because you have like this mask or you have like this power that puts everyone on an evil even playing field and you can control it um I think a lot of people like get drunk with that power of having an yeah. opinion and yeah, also that's super interesting. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's a weird psychological thing that I think social media has done. You yeah, know, it's like yeah. I have a microphone, I have a voice and, and I can talk to people to that I saw, you know, on like television or on movies. You can talk to any actor or actress that's on yeah, social media. It's true. Um, and there's power in that. Yeah. yeah. And one thing like I've been listening a lot to um, 
armchair expert with Doc Shepard. And and it amazes me, like, the huge actors and actresses he has that come on that say, like, oh, I had to, like, get off Twitter because mm-hmm. those comments, like, got to me. And it, it's, like... Twitter's I, the big one because yeah, you can straight up like, just, like, at them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and people and the, forget. They could see it or they could not see it, but, like, all they have to do is just hop <clears> on and if it's the right timing. Yeah, yeah and it is everything. so exactly. sad how... I don't know. It's just like people saving and well, and Bachelor Nation is like a force. Ruthless. Well, you're um Haley had what was his name? I forgot the one that everyone hated for a while. I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> With the J, Jet, Jet. On on the Bachelor season? Yeah. Which season was it? Oh my gosh, I can't remember. I, again, <laughs> her friend is it, was there a Jet or oh Jed. Jed, Jed. Oh, okay. You're from Bachelorette. Yes, yes, uh, yeah, yes. From last season of Bachelorette. Yes. Yes. And so our friend has like a talk show. And so she brought him on because she knew him from back in the day for him to just like have mm-hmm. a sp- safe space to talk. And in not obviously people had their reasons for not liking him. And he was kind of used to dealing with that. Mm-hmm. But the amount of hate that came towards her and like people just really? like. Because she was empathetic because she, towards it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I mean, she was like a mess and was like, should I not even do this anymore? She was thinking about taking it down and we were like, no, No, don't take it down. So I feel like once you, once you succumb to taking something down or have shame in something that you did post, I think that is when the power is like, oh, we have the power to end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And in the end I was like, did you do something wrong? No. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then like, leave it up. Like all you did was let him talk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fine. And unfortunately sometimes the mean voices are louder. Yeah, yeah you know? there's so much louder. Um, yeah. it's, and it's easier for people to like pile up on yeah. to one negative comment yeah. and but be like, yeah, yeah. But literally there's like one negative comment amidst like hundreds of like amazing positive yeah. comments. Yeah. That's so, so true. That's I try to focus more so on the people who are extremely supportive and positive and those are yeah. the only people I will answer back to. Yeah. Because Love that, you know, yeah. like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna support you if you support me and we'll be a team in this. You know, yeah. you do feel like some kind of like camaraderie with the people 100%. that you, you know yeah, you interact yeah. with. Yeah. yeah, no, that makes sense. No, I think that's so cool. Well, let's take a short break. Um, and then we have a couple more things to ask you and then we'll get into our story, which you get to help us respond to, which is so fun. Um, so we will be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. 
Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. All right, well, welcome back, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) It's always so funny, like, when I listen back to the episodes, and I'm sure with ads, too, where you're like, okay, we'll be right back. And then it's, like, two seconds, and you're like, okay, and welcome back. We are here again. Yeah, everyone else is, like, (laughs) skipping through commercials anyways. Um, Okay, so one of the interesting things I learned about you through Bachelor is your love for taxidermy. Mm -hmm. And Ashley didn't. I was telling her about that, and she's like, what is that? We were, like, talking about it. And I would love to know more. Are you still into it? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I it's funny because I was always showcased as someone who had like a warehouse full of taxidermy. Okay, yeah. And who was a taxidermist? I'm not a taxidermist. Okay. I've <laughs> only made taxidermy two times, and one time the first time was on the show, and the second okay. time was with one of my friends who does like traveling taxidermy. Her name's Mickey. She's great. Yeah. Um, but I have like a handful of pieces. I would say I have like twenty. Okay. I mean, not like huge pieces either. Just like, you yeah. know, from that range from like bones that I find while hiking to I, I, I have like a badger and a ram head, you know, I mean, yeah, and they're all secondhand. It's so funny because whenever the subject of taxidermy comes up, my first reaction is like, I must defend myself and tell people like, I never kill anything. Everything's like sustainably yeah. sourced. Blah, <laughs> yeah, blah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I understand like the one thing I loved about being into taxidermy and actually going on a really public platform about it was that I learned how many people were like extremely passionate about animals. And yeah. I am as well. Like I do a lot of volunteering for different animal organizations. Um, and so it was actually really nice to hear like how much support, Yeah, you know? Yeah. 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 No, no, no. I, I thought about it because the other day I was, I got, I recently got a tattoo and in the store they had like this beautiful, like bat and it was just like so gorgeous the way it looked bats. and yeah and so I was just like oh and I thought of you and I was like that's cool but yeah I can see how so they use like that as like your thing but it's more just something that you like find beauty in and like you like your little yeah. pieces it's like that the you art have. of nature preserved yeah. yeah um and I've always been into it ever since I was younger I loved hiking and I would yeah. collect like skulls and bones that I found while hiking or bugs like I'm really into entomology too um so, but it's just because I'm a science nerd. Like I'm yeah. into like yeah. zoology, botany, entomology. Like I love all the science things. Yeah. So, um, collecting is more so of a source of inspiration and yeah. to study. Like I didn't go to school for any of this, but I kind of study it on like my on like on the side. That's right. <laughs> so right. cool. It's like a little hobby. Yeah, it's a little hobby. So I mean, I read like so many books about this stuff and. I mean, I would have loved to be like a marine biologist if there wasn't so much math involved. Oh, I could so see that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah math is so, a no. Yeah, it's math no really like stifled my dreams. Yeah. Um, I mean, same. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so true. Math. math. That's hilarious, though. I love, I love how just, and this is just like from my personal standpoint, like stereotypically, you don't look like someone who would be into that kind of stuff. My whole dad's side of the family like hunts and does that kind of stuff. My brother yeah. lives in Alaska and will like, I mean, it's not popular. I mean, <laughs> but hunt, like he'll hunt yeah. moose and then like, yeah. you know, there's a moose head in his house and it's just like, it's, it's like, it's crazy. Like I picture this, that's what I picture. Yeah. I picture my brother to well, be I've honest. Never, I've never hunted, but I, I see, I mean, look, factory farms are way worse right. than yeah. any kind of hunting. Yeah. Um, but and also a lot of hunting um, gives money towards like natural parks. Mm-hmm. So it actually helps those uh, preserve like natural environments. Um, but the one thing I say, if I'm pescatarian and mm-hmm. I'll go fishing, but 
if I was ever to eat meat on a common basis, like ever again, I would want to, I feel like I would have a responsibility to hunt and to understand what it's like to take a life mm-hmm. in order to appreciate eating like a life. Like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of respect for people who understand like the sacrifice, sacrifice that mm-hmm. like people take for granted on their like shelves oh, in the grocery 100%. store. Oh, no, it's so true. Yeah. I had um, there was a preschooler at one of the schools I work with who um, the parents left the TV on and she watched during Thanksgiving. They like showed something about a turkey being killed and she was Mm -hmm. old enough that she was like, wait, Mm -hmm. this is like what we're eating. And so she came to school and the mom was like, she was decided she wants to be a vegetarian because it was like, Mm -hmm. it's not a concept you learn when you're young. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, oh, I'm given this food and I just eat it. And we're so separated from the natural world. Yeah, and, it's so true. Yeah. It's like these, it's just, we're almost like sheltered from the truth of yeah. it. Like it used to not be like that. I feel like, you know, yeah. your family would have like a farm and, you know, uh, understand what it's like to like take a life in order to sustain life. Um, but that's just not in our everyday Mm-mm. anymore. Yeah, no, we're super desensitized to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my f- f- mom's friend, family friend, um, her dad had a farm and she, when she was, I think in middle school or something, like w- happened to walk in on her dad butchering and like she didn't eat meat for like the longest time she eats it now but with like more appreciation for it and also mm-hmm. just more awareness of like where it is sourced like is it yeah. wild cut is it yeah. farmed it's like just not being aware of any of that stuff so yeah it's really i know that's so true hey i mean i think people and the biggest trolls about um hunting are the ones that will go to like uh fast food places and just like pick up like a hamburger from a factory farm so yeah. i'm like your opinion can stay where it yeah. is like it's well, yeah. very like i remember when i was vegan for a while and then i like posted a story or something in a truck and all of a sudden people were coming after me being like you're vegan but you drive a truck and i was like wait i don't understand like but you know what i mm-hmm. and, or even like what is that is that real leather you're wearing and mm-hmm. things like that so it is like the opinions that fly are yes. just like you don't yeah. know what you're safe to say you're or not to say. You're walking on eggshells, like yeah. quite literally. You're yeah. walking on eggshells. Yeah. And it's interesting because I, I am pescatarian and I'm like open about it like on my social media platforms. But mm-hmm. whenever I travel, I'll eat meat when I travel because I feel like it's sustained. It's a source from a, like, a better location and it's also part of culture. Yeah. Um, and I love yeah. experiencing that. Um, and so whenever I like ate, it was in Japan and I had, um, what's that meat called? Like the, the uh, Wagyu beef. So I oh, had Wagyu yeah. beef in Japan. Classic. You have to have Wagyu beef in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to, but I wanted to it's experience it. It's definitely part of it there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I posted about it, and people were just like, how dare you? You call yourself like a pescatarian. And, and I was just, I was like, guys, like. Calm down. Like, if if your passions become something that um, create, like, a big surge of, like, anger and hatred in you, like, you might have to do some self-reflection. Like, there's ways to approach I things. Wow, you said love that so that well. sentence. <laughs> that was great. Uh, but there's ways. Be, I like. We tried it. Well, put it on repeat. <laughs> we did it once. <laughs> we were like, it'd be a great idea if we post yeah. like quotes from the episode, and we did it once, and it was a Winston quote. Oh, oh Winston Churchill. No, oh. Oh. I wish. Oh, I love Winston no. Churchill. Winston from, from New, New Girl. Girl. We're oh, not. I see. Specific. I see. I also love New Girl. So yeah, I am. Um, but no, I freaking love how you said that, and yeah. I think that is passion just to be passionate and loud and and all up in everyone's business is mm-hmm. not the same. And I think of like just the ability to just sit and talk with people and be like, hey, like, that's cool that you believe that. Here's what I believe in, like, mm-hmm. how you talk about things. Yeah, and exchanging knowledge. It's just, it's insane. This yeah. is what I love about our podcast. Like, who knew we'd be talking about freaking 
The circle of life. The right? circle of life. <laughs> but I love it. Full I love story. it. Yeah. Um, okay, so before we get in our story, we have a segment called Tearing It Up. Sweet. Tearing It Up is, obviously I'm tearing. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, I do like the most embarrassing things ever, and so we have people send in embarrassing moments. So we would oh, yeah. love... If you could share an embarrassing moment and be our segment of tearing it up. Oh my gosh. So I thought about this because you messaged me. Yes. <clears throat> I have a really embarrassing moment. Um, and it, it and it happened like in a place that was, well, okay, I'll just say it. I'll just <laughs> say what my embarrassing moment was. Um, so my grandmother passed away when I was around like 12 years old. And so we flew to Florida for her funeral. Um, and my mother grew up in a very strictly like Catholic family. Okay. So when we were going through the funeral, um, they the church came up to my sister and I, and they're like, during the service, like, would you bring up the gifts? And being someone who wasn't raised in like a strictly Catholic environment, I had no idea what the gifts were. Yeah, my sister I and I would means. look at each other and we're like, what are the gifts? Like, I know. I was... And they just said, can you bring up the gifts? And they walked away with no context. So I asked my mom, I was like, what are gifts? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. So during the service, my sister and I were freaking out because they have this huge like, expectation on us. It's also a very formal very, yeah, uh, very formal. service. Yeah, it is. It's like, yeah. And it's long. Um, yeah. And so my sister and I went on a search for like gifts, presents, presents <laughs> while the service is going on. And we're oh thinking like, God. we need to find these presents. We're looking like in the back of the church, like in like, like go digging through things, like yeah. trying to find like presents. So we end up seeing this, uh, these bags full of envelopes. <laughs> and like I'm thinking like, oh, gift cards. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, this could be like <laughs> presents, like money. It ends up being like the money fr- that the church like collects. Tithe. Oh my God. I'm dead. Dead. And, so, <laughs> and so my sister and I take these really heavy bags. During the service, we walk down the middle of the oh, aisle. Stop my and, God. and with these bags of like money. <laughs> stop And we it. go up to the, to the, I don't know if it's like a priest. I don't know what the head priest, of the yeah, priest. Yeah. We go up and we're like, here's the gifts. <laughs> and he looks at us and he's like, those aren't the gifts. <laughs> and they're like, oh, was it like communion? Super awkward. Gifts? And then we bring, and then we like awkwardly bring, and everyone's like staring at us. It's like literally yeah, in the yeah. middle. I, I don't even know how, why, how my parents like, allowed me to do this. Where did you find this? <laughs> yeah. So we bring them back and then they get some other kids to bring up the gifts, which is like, the communion, like the wine yeah, and the bread. Yeah, okay, okay. I and was like, like oh. what? And then, my, and then it's not over. My sister and I end up trying to go up to get communion. And granted, this is like my grandmother's funeral. And as soon as we get up there, they're like, you You're haven't not. gone through communion, have you? And we're like, no. We were denied the bread and the wine. <laughs> I was like. In front of it, they're like, just go yeah. sit down. <laughs> so I just like perpetuated into like this really, it was embarrassing. It was awful. Oh, so, but I like to gosh. think that my grandma is like laughing oh, from I'm, heaven. I'm sure. I'm sure she enjoyed I'm the whole sure. thing. Honestly, so. on a very real note, um, <laughs> I, I think so more stuff like, I think funerals, at least the ones that I have been to, are are more sad than they are like a celebration where I and I, I feel like stuff like that just kind of like lightens the mood a little bit and is yeah. honestly if I were in the crowd I would have very much appreciated <laughs> yeah watching that whole I'm just process. picturing like these two like what did you say 10 12 12 were you 12 oh, we're like, yeah 12 years old just yeah. like the gifts yes. I know where are the gifts yeah. you know what I mean I mean, yeah. just sounds like I mean I'm like 30 years old and I'm sitting here I'm like what I didn't the whole time I was, I was like, wait, it wasn't until the very end. I yeah. was like, wait, was it com- was it communion? <laughs> yeah, that was so, the gifts are. But I, I mean, I would have understood communion, you know. But yeah, yeah. So my sister and I majorly failed 
during our yeah. grandmother's funeral. Oh, I love man. how your parents too were like, we don't know what the gifts are. And <laughs> yeah, just let you like, go just wander. Like, <laughs> literally like, and we're like, we're gonna go look. And they're like, okay. My parents are like, are like that though. <laughs> they, they just like, they just let us go through things. Do they? And they, yeah. cr- my parents, like our whole entire family like laughs at pain. So yeah. that's like oh how God, we same. survive. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. What you gotta I, do. My parents like absolutely loved it. They're probably watching us like cracking up, like looking in the back freaking yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. And they're just like, look at, look at our daughters like trying to figure <laughs> out what the, the gifts offering. are. Like, yeah. yeah. I would be like that with my kids. Like me and my husband just eating you popcorn watching them yeah. just yes. go through it. <laughs> those are life skills. Those are life skills. Yeah. I'm like, well, you'll thank remember. you for sharing that. That was, that was amazing. Yeah. I have not done anything like that. Yeah. At a, I mean, ma- at a major like <laughs> event like that, I don't uh-uh. think. Uh-uh. Yeah, like maybe weddings. I feel like a lot of stuff happens at a weddings. Lot a lot of stuff happens, happens at weddings. weddings. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and get into our story. Um, so this is from a guy, Ash. Oh. Hello, five percent listeners. We huh. don't have a lot of guys that listen to our podcast, so we get really excited when we Ooh, see a guy. When, and we're like, yes. when it happens, we're like, hello. Yes. Okay. He wants to be anonymous. Hello, Ashley and Taryn and Kendall. He didn't know. He oh, didn't no worries. Know. It's fine. No offense taken. Against him. <laughs> First off, I want to say I'm a huge fan of this podcast, and it helps me through every Monday. You two are, are hilarious, incredibly intelligent, gorgeous, down-to-earth people. Oh, oh my gosh. Shoot his shot. Thank you. Oh, man, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Another thing to add, I'm part of that male listener percentage. Mm-hmm. Woo-woo. Mm-hmm. I like to be kept anonymous if possible. I li- Again, every time they say if possible, I'm like, what if I was just like, no, his yeah, name sorry. is Bradley <laughs> the third. Act as if we <laughs> I know. Um, I sent an email to you guys a while ago, sorry, uh, but I had a hard time describing what I need advice on. I still find it hard to find all the words to say, so here's my jumbled thoughts. Through therapy, I finally came to the conclusion I've never listened to my intuition. For context, I'm 25. Due to many circumstances, I had to be an adult when I was very young in a responsibility sense, and I had no one to push me to be creative and think about all my options for career paths. No motivating friends, no motivating family. And what I'm wondering is, how do you start listening to your hushed intuition? I know this is super lengthy. This is not lengthy. (laughs) Anonymous, this is like a perfect little right in the pocket. It might not make much sense, but thank you so much for taking the time to read this. I hope to possibly hear this on the pod. Love, Anonymous. I like that. I do too. Yeah. We've been actually getting, we get a lot of dating stuff, which we Mm should have. We got the down to date specialist over here. It's it was kind of refreshing though. I like answering. Yes, that's what random, we say too. You know? yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, we've been getting just like life situations <clears throat> that we don't talk about. And I know when we were talking before you came on here and I was asking you about your passions, you talked a lot about just like human connection and how we as people relate to each other. And mm-hmm. I think one of the powerful things that comes from that when we use it right, and we're not mean, um, is we we can just relate on these things of like, yeah, I've had to like try to figure out like, is this like intuition or is this me just like willing things to happen in my life? So um, I freaking love stuff like this or like topics like this. Yeah. So did you have any any thoughts that came up? I'm trying to think. Do you have any? I have an opinion. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Get it, girl. (laughs) Um, I feel like everyone puts so much pressure on what I should be and what I should. Um, 
but my dad always told me, don't follow the money, follow what makes you happy. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, love that. And so things that I follow are like, what do you like reading about? Like, what do you like researching? What do you, um, what do you find interesting? Like, what articles when you look them up are you drawn to? Yeah. And I say follow the path of like what you find interesting. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, I, whenever I so. When Joe and I first started dating, um, not to bring up exes, but you know, he's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, I would ask him like, what do you read? And he would say, oh, I don't really read. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't accept that for an answer. Yeah. What do you like? And he's like, oh, I like food. I like, you know, learning about that. And I was like, okay, so here's some books like Michael Pollan. Here's like all these like food books um, and start reading them. And now he's like an avid reader. Yeah. You know, and so I feel like people don't envision themselves being something unless they um, research things that they're actually like, really into yeah yeah, yeah. that's so, so funny that's how yeah. i tell people about youtube yeah 100 no, i've come across especially people my age mm-hmm. that say oh I, I missed the youtube trend or i didn't hop on that wagon i'm too old and i'm like no you haven't found the oh, there's the pockets. genre that you like yeah yeah because like i i mean i don't there's i feel like I, I kind of like grew out of a certain type and then i got really into like fitness bloggers from australia I don't know why specifically, but they're they're all, they're all super, <laughs> and I just got super into them, and I can't stop watching them. And it's yeah. so weird how, I mean, there's 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 plant vloggers, there's mm-hmm. there's music vlog, like you can watch anything. And I'm like, once you find your person, like you're so invested. Oh yeah, there's in their a life. niche in any kind of you know forum. Yeah, I mean, I feel like for me, I am interested in like sociology and people uh, among other things, but those yeah. are one of that's one of the avenues that I love. So I've have a podcast about like people and connections yeah, yeah. and questions and it's something that started out as a passion and that I did for free yeah yeah so, you know and so I feel like those you never if you look at the end goal you're never going to get there right oh, you know? I totally agree. I so like true. you just follow the path of least resistance and things that you're passionate about and it'll bring you to a place you never expected to be yeah, yeah and that's another thing my one of my girl groups we get together every couple of weeks and we just like go through life together and kind of help each other with like questions or whatever we're going through. And someone very recently was just talking about purpose and how they felt lost and how they didn't know what their purpose was or how do you find your purpose? Um, And I think like our grand conclusion was like, I think your purpose changes and I think your Mm -hmm. purpose has seasons and I think you'll be going through something for a short period of time and you have a very specific purpose for maybe three years. Mm -hmm. And then you come out of that and you're just like, well, now what? And you, there is a, it's normal to feel lost in between those seasons yeah. of not knowing where to go or here's who I was. Cause maybe you identified yourself with that purpose, but who am I now? And like kind of migrating through that and then finding a new purpose wherever you are. And then we talked about Brene Brown had that, um, quote that I yes. said not that long ago, like put your passion you might not be passionate in something now, but like put passion where you're at. Yeah. Or where like the it's period you're in. It's like don't try in. to do like <clears throat> always like do only do things you're passionate about, but like bring your passion into like where you're mm-hmm. at. Too. Yeah. Like you might not love yeah. where you're at right now, but you can still put your all into it. Yeah. Well, I think it's important to be malleable because life is ever changing. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Authors yeah. don't write the title of the book before they finish it. Yeah. You know, yeah. don't like give yourself a title. Like wait for yourself to go through your life, like write your chapters go through your story and then at the end of it you create that title yeah. for yourself. Yeah. No, I think that's so true and I think like honestly something you know, you can always have a different perspective, right? Like he's writing saying like I didn't have people to like to like push me in these areas and then I think about it as like 
honestly, that's kind of a gift because so many of us grow up in families where it's Mm -hmm. like you're taught this is what we do. Or, you know, I think of specifically like families of doctors that it's like, no, Mm -hmm. this is what our family does. Or, you know, your parents have a certain set of opinions that you formed as your own because that's just how child development is. You know, Mm -hmm. you like have that stage where you're like, I don't know what right is wrong and wrong is. So I look to my parents to tell me what is right and wrong. So I think that it's something like it might feel like confusing because you don't know where, what to do. But at the same time, like that's kind of a gift to have that blank slate of like, yeah. well, what do I want to do? And I think the number one thing I would say is like, just be quiet and be okay with being quiet. When I've had to reset in my life, which I honestly, I think is so exciting. I know people are like, oh, like I dread that. But like when I went through my breakup and I had to start from the bottom, I was so excited because I was like, now I get to figure out like who who am I like just for me. And I think the one thing I really had to do was just like shut up for a minute and like <laughs> not totally like you said, like not not go running to things, but like sit and be like, OK, first step, like what what am I drawn to? Like, what are things that I like? And now I can explore in that and read something or maybe I look up a documentary and just tiptoe and not try to make these huge decisions. But like just step into like whatever flows you know Mm -hmm. so I would encourage you anonymous to see this as a positive thing and and if you really do because some people I need sometimes those pushes then seek people who you trust and it's okay to like ask for that from people that you trust and to be like hey let me talk some things through I want your honest opinion um but yeah intuition is such a strange thing it is Mm -hmm. of like is this really is this just me being like, I want that, so I have this gut feeling I should go here? Or, yeah. you know, it's hard to know what to follow, but you got to just kind of trust it sometimes, I think. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's also a little scary with social media and everything being so public and, and comparing ourselves to each other, thinking that mm-hmm. um, you have to absolutely love something <clears throat> that provides for you. Mm-hmm. You know, just because it's your job doesn't mean that it is necessarily your passion. You might be working so that you can do your passion on the side, or, or you might be lucky and and you are doing your passion for your job and you have to you do other things on the side but um I think it's still important to find out find out what makes you happy and whether you're doing it as a job or not um like finding a way or an avenue to get that fulfillment through it you know what I mean yeah oh I totally agree Mm -hmm. yeah I'm I'm actually super excited for anonymous because yeah, I feel 25 like, is like a dope age too yeah, like that's I, like that, I feel like that's actually what's weird is like that's a common age to not yes not know what's going yeah. on you know like Quarter you're life still crisis. pretty yeah. fresh <laughs> out of college you're not fully like maybe like dove into a career yet like that's an exciting time to I'm be alive I'm guessing he's surrounded by people that like have it all together because he's that's got a bunch usually, of type a friends is what he's got that's usually when I'm <laughs> right? like yeah. wait am I doing it wrong because like everyone is you know yeah. popping out children and whatever and I'm like <laughs> Shoot, like I better <laughs> yeah. get going. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, that's what I would say. Wow. I love I free I love this. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people talk about stuff like that. No, mm-hmm. they yeah. don't. We I'm excited for him to inspire himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think you can seek the answer in other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if you're looking for who you are through other people, you're just kind of seeing who they are. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's why I always love like do your own research about what you like because then you're finding you're the one seeking things out. The only one that could be responsible for your happiness is you. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's why in the dating world, I feel like a lot of people are like, "Well, he doesn't do this for me, or she doesn't do this for me." It's like that's not their responsibility to make yeah. you happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not happy yep. on your own, then I don't know if you are ready for a relationship. No, yeah. that's you know? so true. So, 
Well, I I feel like you were the perfect person to be here and talk to him because (laughs) I just, like, honestly, every conversation I've had with you, I, like, learned something different. And just hearing you talk about, like, your passions and things you're interested in, like, that's so much cooler than, like, (laughs) people who are all the same. You know what I mean? So I think it's just, like, we do... There's no mold we need to fit in. And I think the more we break out of it, like that's the, those are the people that are so intriguing and do amazing things. Yeah. Outlier. Yeah. I can't wait to go buy a bunch of books on Amazon Prime. Overnight it. Hell yes. Overnight it. Kendall, teach me everything. (laughs) Honestly though, I mean, you're not a reader until you find a book that you like. Literally all I read and listen to are true crime stuff. So I can maybe switch it up. Oh, there's so much. And Harry Potter. (laughs) You should listen, you should read Stiff by Mary Roach. Done. Writing it down. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's about what you can do with your body after you die. Interesting. Get out of here. Right? Intrigued. And you were going to read the hell out of that book. Writing it you down. should read all Mary Roach. She's great. Oh my God. See, this is, you're just yeah. going to be. You need an author that you like, and then Done. you'll be fine. You'll be a reader. And you'll be good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess I should, you know, branch out of Harry Potter's. So. Nothing wrong with <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> Have you, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I just re- I just recently found out about that Harry Potter like fan fiction. Who was I talking to about it? I think we had a whole, yeah we had a whole conversation about it. <laughs> yeah, just like um, me. But it just made me think of that. I love like I, I was actually I went online to look up like erotic fan fiction um, in L.A. like readings because I used to have it in San Francisco. I know this is a huge really? tangent, but no, I, it's not. I, I, love, I love hearing people's take and like how creative they can get on a popular story. Yeah. So. I want to start. I, I, we should start a group. Let's start like an erotic fan fiction Let's group. Let's go. Wow. I honestly have always <laughs> wanted to be in like some sort of like book club because I just feel like every time I hear about people talking about books they read, they sound so smart. Oh, I love books. And I want to be a part of it. So <laughs> yeah. I'm in. I'm in the club. Um, okay. Well, I think that's all we have for today. Yeah, this, so was, so this was so fun. much fun. Really fun. This is yeah. so much fun. We'll have to have you. We, we need to, next time we have you back, it'll be like a specific like dating first date scenario because you're down the master. I'm down to branch out. I mean, I, I love talking about dating too. too. Yeah. People in general. Next time. Yeah, people are so yeah. interesting. Bachelor's on. We should watch it together. Well, Ash. Yes. I've been, hello. Hey, I've well, been trying. If I'm going to watch it, I would love to watch it with her. Oh, and next season is, so Claire Crawley is the next Bachelorette and she's 38. And hello. Love that. Wow. I am so excited. Also, Bachelor Senior, I feel like I'm going to say promoing Bachelor by Love. I, I do. You learned to no, love the cool. show. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, but yeah. Bachelor Senior Edition is coming out too. And so it's like 65 Stop plus. It. Out of here. Are I'm you so serious? excited. I didn't know I'm that. So, yeah. I'm so excited. How I'm cute. pumped. I know. I I'm like the people. life experience. Like yeah. I'm so into it. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. So the conversations. Right. Wow. That's oh. interesting. Yeah. Amazing. Well, guys, we love you. And if you don't follow us on our socials, you should because we're Mm -hmm. a grand old time. And um, also we'll have links and everything to all of Kendall's socials. Check out her podcast. And uh, yeah. That's that's the spiel, right? Did I do it right? You did it great. That was wonderful. Great reviews. Thanks for listening and thanks for being vulnerable, anonymous. We will see you guys or not see you guys. Listen, lol. Rookie. We'll talk to you guys later. Okay. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully 
done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.